Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. The blessing of the children is my favorite, favorite service of the year. One of my favorites because our future is our children. Our future is our, the next generation. And first of all, I'd, I'd like to have all the kids that we have here. And we have many families here that called me and said they couldn't make it. Some were sick. But I'd like to have them sit up in the front. And if we can get them here, maybe we can bring some other couple of the chairs. Um, if they can, if they can come all up and sit in the front. Come on, kids. I want you to sit up here in the front. Because this service is all about you this morning. This service is about you children. And, and parents, if you need to sit with them, that's fine. But I, I want the kids to be up here in the front. And I want them to hear. I want their attention this morning. Amen? Let's get some more chairs up here. Um, yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. All right, all the children up here. Good. Good. And last week we prayed for Nigel because he was going to be in Hawaii this week. How many know uh, Pastor Rick's jealous of Nigel this morning because he's in Hawaii right now. But we prayed for him. We anointed him with oil. And we're going to do the same for each of you today. Well, this is absolutely my favorite service of the year. Our children would normally be in the back in kids' church. They have a lesson that my daughter, Bianca, shares with them. Um, or, or Pastor Anna as well. But how many know that our kids need to hear the importance of God's word? They need to hear it growing up. And the church is a vital part of that. But you know where it starts? It starts in the home. It starts in the home. Mom and dad, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. Amen. Now the church has its part. We're here to help you and assist you in that process. I'm here to help you. My wife is here to help you. We're here to encourage you little ones, you kids. I look at your faces right now and it's exciting because... There's a plan and a purpose for every one of you right here. God has amazing plans for you. When I look at you right now, not only could you be the next mayor of our city of American Canyon, each of you here could be the next president of the United States. You have that ability. And don't let anybody ever tell you you can't. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? All things. So that's what's exciting about youth is to know that there's an open door there. You can do anything you put your heart to. Amen? So kids, are you getting this this morning? You can do all things. You can do all things. I want you to say with me right now, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Amen. And I want you to learn to say those things. I want you to encourage yourself. Amen? So again, every day we need to encourage our children. And you know why? Because there's a, a big bad world out there that is trying to destroy our kids, that is trying to destroy them. Uh, I had a newborn grandson born this week, and um, he's too young to be here. He's, he's a freshly born baby, and with this weather, mommy didn't want to bring him out, but I would have loved to have come and prayed for him. But I already prayed for him already, so I prayed for him at the hospital. But at, at this time, we're, we're, in a moment, we're going to be praying for you but we need to pray a hedge of protection over our children. Amen. We need to pray a blessing over them. It was my brother Ed's passion for children. He had a passion for young people. It was mentioned yesterday in the funeral. But he had a passion for this service. He would pray with, with the children up here at the front. 
And Sister Betty, when we come to pray, I want you to come and join us and pray. Amen? We are going to pray a blessing over them that the plan and purpose of God is fulfilled in each of these children, each of them. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3 in the Old Testament. And it's a great story of the calling of Samuel as a young boy. Now, many people say, the historian Josephus says that Samuel may have been up to the age of 12 years old. They don't know exactly, but most people seem to think he was around 12. He could have been as young as 6 or even 7, like Josh right here. And I'm going to use Josh here in a moment. In fact, Josh, why don't you come up here? Are you going to help me? You don't, okay, that's okay. You don't have to help me. <laughs> CJ, you want to help me? Come on up here. Come on up here. And I want you to lay down right here. I want you to, like you're taking a nap, okay? Go ahead and lay down like you're taking a nap right there. And so he's taking a nap right there, exactly. And while you're finding your, your place in 1 Samuel, I want you to see this and, and try to picture this in your mind. But this is Samuel, formerly known as CJ, okay, as we read this story, all right? 1 Samuel chapter 1, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, and I'm Eli, okay? I'm Eli, and you're Samuel. <laughs> Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. Okay, I'm asleep right here. I'm sound asleep. And then, the lamp of God had not gone out yet, and Samuel, there's Samuel right there. He's lying down, he's asleep. In the house of the Lord, where the ark of the God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. The Lord's beginning to call you, Samuel. And he said, he said, Samuel. And then Samuel said, here I am. Say, here I am. Say it loud. Here I am. <laughs> Very good. And he ran to Eli. Come over here. Come over here, Samuel. Come over here. Run over here. He ran to, to say, come over here. Come over. He ran to Eli. And he said, what do you want, Eli. And then Eli told him, I didn't call you, son. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Go back to bed. So now go back. Go lay down again. Go lay down. Okay, very good. Right there. And so he went and laid down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel. Now come over here. Come over and run again. Run again. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. Go back to bed, okay? Go ahead. Go lay down again. And so Samuel went to go lay down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel, come here. And so he, he comes running. And then you said, did you call me? No, I didn't call you. And then by this time, Eli, Eli, I'm Eli. And you know what Eli's thinking? He's going, oh, I know what's going on. The Lord is calling him. Because Eli was... He was wanting to get to sleep. Nobody likes to be woken up in their sleep, right? If you're asleep, nobody likes to be woken up in their sleep. And Eli finally understood that God was talking to Samuel. And he tells Samuel, hey, Samuel, if you hear God talking to you again, if he calls you again, you tell him, here I am, Lord. Your servant is listening. Here I am, Lord. So you tell him, here I am, okay, if he calls you again. So now go lay down again. Go lay down again. One more time. And so this time, the fourth time, the Lord begins to call Samuel. 
And he says, Samuel, Samuel, come here. Samuel, come here. Come on. Run over here. Run. And now, now you're going to say, you're going to say, did you call me? <laughs> you're going to say, here I am, Lord. <laughs> he said, here I am, Lord. Amen. Give him a big hand. Go ahead and go back and sit down. You can go sit down now. Thank you, Samuel. But see, this is the calling of Samuel. And you know what's amazing about that story? Is that, first of all, the prophet realized the Lord is speaking to my son here. You parents, you parents, you have an amazing responsibility. When your kids are young, be in tune for that voice of God that is directing your child. Be, because the Bible says the Lord stood there when he called them the fourth time. He stood there. He stood there. That means the Lord wasn't going to go anywhere. See, when the Lord calls you to do something, he's not going to move until you move. He's going to stay right there. The, the, the Bible goes on to say that his, his calling is irrevocable. When he calls you, he doesn't change his mind. He never changes his mind. So again, you may be 55 here today. You may be 75 here today. You may be 5 here today. If he calls you, he's going to stand there until you become obedient and, and heed that call. So, good job. Good job, Samuel. You listened and you came. That's what the Lord wants to do for each of you here today. Amen. And, and I want to talk to you real quickly about some points here that are important to that call. Number one is obedience. Obedience. We have to become obedient to the call. You see, it started even before that with Samuel's mother, Hannah. Hannah, as the story goes in the Bible, was couldn't have kids. And she prayed and prayed. And finally, when that, that baby came and she was able to have that child, she dedicated that baby to the Lord, said, this isn't my child, this is the Lord's child. This is the Lord's child. And she gave that child to Eli in the temple to basically teach him the ways of the Lord. And that's what we do when we dedicate our children to the Lord, don't we? We give that child to the Lord. Because how many know here that everything that the Lord gives us belongs to Him, including our kids? including our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. Everything that you own belongs to who? God. The clothes that you're wearing, the Batman shirt you're wearing, that's God's sweater. You know, all the little shirts that you're wearing, they belong to God. God blessed you with them, and He gave them to you. They belong to Him. And He's saying, hey, you can wear that. You can have that, but it belongs to me. That car you drove in, that umbrella you had this morning, God blessed you with that and said, you can have that. Your time, your talents, and your treasures that you have, God's given you that ability. Amen? Amen. Nothing we have, have we ever created on our own. Amen. It comes from the Lord. And, and young children, you need to understand that at your age, that everything you have, everything that belongs to mommy and daddy, came from the Lord. Came from the Lord. And if you recognize that right now, at your young age, Josh, at your young age, CJ, at your age, Jaya, at your age, Chris... And, and everybody else, it will go well with you as you get older. Because we get rid of this word called selfishness and envy and jealousy. Because we realize it doesn't belong to me or it doesn't belong to my next door neighbor. Just because they have that boat and that Rolls Royce and that mansion, um, it all belongs to God. And, and who needs that when, when the Lord owns, he owns, the pavement in heaven is made of gold. Pavement in heaven is made of gold. 
So that's what we desire anyways. It's much greater than the riches here on this earth. Amen? So number one, we need to become obedient. And Hannah became obedient by giving her child to the Lord. It's important to be in the house of God, to come to kids' church, to learn the things of God. Amen? Do you acknowledge God? Mom and dad, do you acknowledge him in your life? Do you acknowledge him in front of your kids? Your kids need to see that. They need to see you praying. They need to see you opening this word, this Bible right here, this book. They need to see that. They need to see that example set at home. Do you recognize, again, parents, that everything you own belongs to the Lord? Because when you do, that will be passed on to your children. That becomes a a part of their life going forward. Everything that we have, everything that we're capable of becoming is God's. And you know, children, that God knew you when you were still in your mommy's tummy? The Bible says he knit you and formed you in your mother's womb. He knit you and formed you. Every one of you. And it's amazing. When I saw my grandson born this last week or this week, uh, it was amazing to see the miracle of life all over again. That is a miracle. Every one of you and us old people, we're all miracles. Can you say miracle? Say miracle. You're a miracle. When you go home today, tell your mommy and daddy, I'm a miracle. You tell them that, okay? Because you are. Number two, the second point is you have to have the right attitude. Our scripture verse that we read, we read that when Irene stood up here. What was that scripture verse? Do you recall what that was? It said this in Matthew chapter 19, verses 14 and 15. Jesus said, let the children alone. Do not hinder them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these right here. Such as these. He didn't say the older people. He didn't say adults. He said to these. The kingdom of God belongs to these. Amen. And then in verse 15, he says, after laying his hands on them, he departed from there. So he prayed a blessing upon those children, which is what we're going to do here in a little bit. But again, the point of that is the attitude. What kind of attitude do children have? They have a tender-hearted attitude. Have you ever seen kids playing and fighting? They're two years old. They can't share a toy, right? They can't share a toy. But five minutes later, they're best friends. They're best buddies. Us adults, we got it all twisted. If somebody doesn't want to share with me, we don't want to talk to them. We don't, want to, we don't want to deal with them. But kids, because they have the right attitude, they're docile, they're tender-hearted, they're loving. See, they don't have all the, the sin and the exposure to, to the world that, that beats us up on a daily basis. Amen? Children have the right temperament. They have the right attitude. Because it all starts with attitude. Attitude. We must strive to have an attitude of a child. And I'm talking to you adults this morning. We must strive to have an attitude of a child. Tender-hearted, forgiving, 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 and loving, and loving, and loving. And I, and I get it. Those words aren't easy. They're not easy. Our kids can be our greatest example sometimes because they are forgiving and loving. Amen? You see, attitude... Attitude is a direct, has a direct correlation with humbleness. It really does. Have you ever seen the most humble people in the, in the world? They can be like that. They can be tender-hearted, docile, loving, forgiving. Why? Because God has shown them that. God has shown them that. Attitude is created in obedience. The attitude, the attitude I'm talking about with children, is created in obedience. So again, have that attitude 
and, and of a child. Amen. And then, which leads me to my third point of four, which is listening. What did Samuel do? He listened, right? Eli told him, Eli told him, listen, if God calls you, if he says, Samuel, Samuel, come here, listen for that voice. My question to you today, adults, mom and dad, are you listening for that voice? Are you listening for God to speak into your life? So that you may possibly help your child in the right path that God has for him. Because there's some choices these young kids can't make yet at their, at their age. But you as a, as a parent, as a grandparent, may be able to point them in that right direction. Amen? Listening. How many know there's a difference between listening and hearing? There's a huge difference. Raise your hand if you're married. You know what that difference means right now. <laughs> listening and hearing, there's a huge difference. And every one of you wives just elbowed your husband right now. I know that. Because we husbands, we, we hear a lot, but sometimes we don't listen very well. We hear a lot, right? And, and, and so what I'm telling you kids this morning is listen for that voice. God can speak to you. If he could speak to Samuel, he can speak to you and you and you and you and every one of you, including this young little boy back here who's one and a half years old. He can speak to him. Back there. Listen for that voice. Listen for that voice. Listening involves change, adaptation, transformation based on what we receive from somebody or from God. Listening always involves change. Something's about to happen when you listen. Something's about to happen. Do you show up here on Sundays and expect God to show up? Are you listening for that? That's a question for you parents. Do you come ready and prepared to see God in times of worship? I'm, I'm challenging you as parents because you're the model, role model that your kids are looking at. Yeah. Amen. God wants you to direct your children and to be listening to that voice this morning. God wants to fulfill that plan and purpose for your children, but it starts with us as parents. Amen. God wants to talk to you individually, every one of us. God has so much for us if we would only listen and not just hear. I hope you're listening to my words this morning, not just hearing. I hope you're really listening. Amen? Listen to these words. And then the, the fourth point is responding. What did Samuel do when he heard the, the final time, the fourth time when Eli, or when the Lord called him? He said, Samuel, Samuel. Immediately, Eli, uh, Samuel came and he said, here I am, Lord. There was listening. Oh, that's the Lord talking to me. And then there was obedience, responding. There was a response. He came running. He said, here I am, Lord. Here I am. And what you're saying is, Lord, here I am. I'm available to you. What do you want to do in my life? Oh, that's exciting. When God speaks to you. So how does God speak to you? Are we going to hear an audible voice? Well, probably, probably not. But you know why? Because he left you his word. He left you his word. He may speak to you in an audible voice. I'm not saying that can't happen. But he can speak to you in, a, in different ways through his word. There's 66 books in here. Have you read them? I know Irene has. Um, have you read them? God speaks to you through this word, through prayer. He speaks to you through other people. Other people will stop you in your tracks and say, I have a word for you. The Lord's told me to tell you this. Or encouraging you in some fashion. Have you ever had that happen? Of course, we all, we all have had, if you've been in church long enough, 
Somebody has told you that. And children, God can still speak to you today. He is speaking to you today. He's telling you, each of you here today, that your future is exciting. That he has a plan and a purpose. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you, the Bible says. To bring about spiritual blessing in your life. That's a promise from God to you. Amen? Now, Samuel responded to that call. It's important to remember that. Samuel responded to that call. He didn't go back to bed. I'm glad he wasn't 15 years old because he would have just, oh, forget it, Lord, I'm too tired. Stayed up all night on social media. You know, teenagers have a hard time waking up, don't they? If you've ever had a teenager. But young people, you young kids, it's a thing, I think it's a little bit easier possibly for you to get up. That's why I think the Lord spoke to you to somebody that's younger. He said it's going to be easier for him. So listen for that voice. Amen. Now, help us, Lord, to respond to that calling. I didn't respond to the calling of being a pastor until my later years. I wish I would have been raised in church. I wish I would have responded to a calling early on in my life, but I didn't. I just know that the blessings I have now are because of God and nothing else. Amen. And so when the Lord begins to call and speak into your life, obey that call. You're going to miss out on a lifetime of blessings. I'm sure it will still go well with you, but you are going to miss out on blessings God has for you if you do not obey. If you do not obey. I'm not saying it's not going to go well. I'm just saying he has so many spiritual blessings for you that you will never, ever experience if you don't respond to that call. Is he calling you this morning, I would ask you? Is he calling you? Has he called you? Has he been saying things to you? Has he, has he been telling you as we begin this new year? And last week I spoke on that word that the Lord gave me for our church of transformation. That's the word that he's given me for our church. This is a year of transformation for many of us. We don't know what that means, but there's a transforming going on. And it's going to occur in all of us. And we just need to listen for that voice. Amen. We need to listen and be obedient to what God wants for us.